Welcome back to another episode of Walk the Path. Um, Moshito and Neo is joining me as usual, as always. Neo, how are you doing, sir? Oh, man, you know, can't complain. I'm doing good uh, for now. <laughs> we'll see when life takes us. But yeah, man, good to be back. Good to be recording. And today we've got a, a, a very interesting one. Yes, sir. Um, so for the guys that are listening, um, this topic, we thought of having it or touching on it uh, this past March as part of the March Madness theme, but unfortunately, uh, things didn't go as planned. Um, but then we chose to still touch on it now. Um, as you know, throughout life, we still march through this madness. Um, and there's no better time to touch on something than the time that you're given, than the time that you're given to touch on it. So for this one, we urge that you sit tight, um, take notes if need be, and we shall link all the sources um, that we read about and got more of our information from. Um, yeah, just enjoy this part series. I don't know how long it's going to be but this should be a fun one. Um, I will let Neo pave the way for it. And yeah, let's enjoy it. Um, so basically today we're gonna be talking about Plato's cave. And uh, sorry, I just woke up people. Uh, we're gonna be talking about Plato's cave. Uh, we talked about it on one of, our, one of our earlier episodes. I remember we talked about it. And yeah, yeah. Uh, we 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 vaguely touched on it yeah that was when i got that idea of you know we make it into a part series so that we can explain it in our own words um yeah but yeah sorry you can carry on yeah no 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 problem and uh yeah so we just wanted to you know go more in depth uh but when i mean in depth i mean <laughs> i'm not like like on a scholarly level but like just based on what we have read and also what we have contemplated about, you know, the cave. And basically it just, um, on the previous episodes, we put up a, a link to the diagram. So basically, I think for this episode, I have to explain the whole cave thing. So basically Plato's uh, cave, how it's described is, so there's, there's a cave, obviously. It's, it's about a cave. So in the deeper, most inner part of the cave, you have these people who are looking at a wall, right? So they don't... Oh, okay. You want to say something? Yeah, like I just wanted to help bridge to the topic quickly before you touch on. And that is basic to say that um, in life, um, well, now especially, um, there are certain tools and certain sources that are out there that can help aid you in what you want in life. Um, these tools can either be for your benefit or these tools can either work against you, but that depends on how you use them. Um, now, such tools 
can help you see the world for what it is at the moment. And such tools can also help you see the world for what it is not. Um, these tools, they, okay. These tools, like there's a process to using them and there's a process to having them work for you. But then the end goal, the end goal in the far side, it needs you to put in the work. These tools, they're not, these tools, they, they need you to not have a bias to them because what you see is what you get, right? So some people might understand it. Some people may not understand. But then I think that if you are a person that seeks truth, by all means, you won't have a bias towards what you will experience or encounter in life. Uh, that's all I wanted to say is that make use of what you have out there while you still have it. Uh, because at some point, um, this will all be scrubbed away, you know? Um, yeah, Neo, you can carry on explaining the cave. Oh yeah, man, I just wanted to ask like, what, what's an example of a tool that you're talking about that can either uh, further you in life or it gets uh, stagnant and like fall back? Something like critical thinking. Um, Cause like oh, not okay. so you're talking about more about skills i thought maybe you'll talk about like physical objects like you know your phone money. yeah 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 perfect your phone is also another tool because i'm pretty sure that both you and i we both you and i like we wouldn't have encountered this plato's cave without a phone ever um you see so like yeah your phone is a perfect tool your laptop is a perfect tool books there's books whether physical or books on your phone or laptop but there's not many people that make use of what they have even reading is a tool reading and writing and plus learning to discern um what is and what is not um so tools can be something physical and something that is mental or something that is but abstract, if that's a proper word to um, yeah. to use. But yeah, uh, the tool basically is what can be for your benefit or be, yeah, be for your benefit or work for your advantage. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. So it's like a double-edged blade kind of thing. Yeah. Okay, uh, back to the whole description of the cave. Um, so like I was saying, in the innermost part of the cave, you got these people with their backs against the wall and they are basically looking at a wall. And this wall is basically just showing uh, projections on the wall of different shapes. You got uh, a vase, you got a bird, you got a tree. Those are the shapes that they show in the picture. Uh, they'll have more significance as we like go in later in the story. Um, and basically, that's all they know. All they know about reality is the shapes on the wall, the projections of the wall. That's all they know. And that's their whole reality. So they're just looking at it and everything in their life is always dictated by the shapes. So 
if they were to see a new shape, they'll, you know, it would change their whole world. So then as you keep go, coming out of the cave, exiting the cave, you see that there's a fire on top of a ledge and you see there are people who are carrying basically, um, who are basically carrying, the, okay, just to, just to, just to uh, clarify, like they, they, when you go on Google and you look for Plato's Cave, they'll give you different like pictures and mm -hmm. different ones that look. So the one I saw was the one where there were a group of people um, who, who basically were carrying the shapes and then they were using the fire to make the projections on the wall. And um, as you keep exiting out the cave, you'll see there's some people who are exiting the cave, right? So they already know about the fire. They already know about the projections. They know it's fake. So they trying to see, okay, what's beyond the cave? And uh, the picture where I saw, there was like basically like three people. One person was exiting the cave one person was uh, uh, was basically covering his eyes because uh, the light from the uh, outside of the cave uh, was a bit too intense for him or her. I don't know the, the identities, the gender identities. And there's one who's uh, looking into the cave, thinking of turning back. And uh, this is basically a representative of uh, of change of uh, uh you know change in consciousness and change in awareness and uh it's when you know people start really waking up to what is actually going on and what is reality and um and obviously they they have their symbolic meaning and everything will go into depth with that too and then you finally get outside the cave and outside the cave you see a man looking up into the sky looking at the sun and then those same objects that were projected on the wall are there outside. So outside there's a vase, there's a tree, there's birds, right? But obviously the projections on the wall is just another form of the, the true shape of those objects outside in the world. And uh, yeah, that's basically like, if I had to explain everything, that's Plato's cave. If I had to like, you know, paint the picture for you guys, just so you guys can know what we're talking about. Because, uh, just like she to say, it's 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 a lot to like, you know, uh, cut into and get into. So, um, we were thinking maybe for this episode, we just do the first level or the first part, which is the inner, more the, the, the deepest part of the cave. Yeah, uh, just like I had said in the opening, um, just pull out the image so that you can see it on the other side um, as we continue. But yeah, just like Nair said, we will touch on the deepest part of the cave um, and just cover what themes stand out to us because um, we both view things differently as you would view it differently yourself. Yeah, let's get into the innermost part of it. Yeah, I'm pretty sure we'll just put a, a link to the to the picture anyways, uh, so it can make it easier for you guys. So, uh, yeah, so for me, I watched the video about this whole thing. And basically, the what I'm explaining with the levels of, uh, of uh, mental complexity, um, 
it's just if I have to like simplify, it's just different stages of awareness throughout life that some people stay at, that some people progress to, that some people uh you know learn about but you know regress. So um I I got it it's basically a mixture of Plato's cave and this other book that this other dude used and he saw a link uh between the two. Um I think I think we'll also just uh, put a link to the dude's YouTube video, the one that way he explained it. Because he was explaining uh, properly and, you know, even though, like, it's a long video, he, he barely scratched the surface of what actually is, you know, Plato's cave. And, you know, fuck, bro, it's just it's crazy. It's like philosophers were just way ahead of their time in terms of just awareness and consciousness, bro. It's just so crazy. Like, they didn't even have what we have today, like, the amount of resources and, like, information that we have access to. Like, these things, like, mm-hmm. literally just went, sat on a rock, and just spend like eight hours just thinking about life, bro. Mm. Like, you know, they were really using them. They were really thinking. They were thinking. We just have thoughts at this point. Like, they were thinking. They bro, were... That's what I'm saying, bro. Like, I, I think, like, a lot of us, we barely think, bro. All we're doing is just looking for information that's stored in our head. Yeah. We just repeat that. Yeah, because yeah, it's not many people that... Well, like, for example, like we've said this so many times, sit by themselves, take apart that idea or thought that popped in the head and like, you know, like try to dissect it, the who, what, where, when and why, and so on and so on. I like not many of us will, will, will do that. But then those guys back then, they, they done this. They saw that, yo, something is up over here you know what i mean but yeah let's let's touch on yeah okay so the first level of mental complexity or first level of awareness consciousness however you want to describe it they call it the socialized mind so basically the people who who are on this level are shaped by the definition and expectations of their personal environment and uh uh, they basically they they who they are their own identity is correlated with uh, loyalty to uh, what they know around them and what they learn. So basically, this is where all of us start. Basically, you know, we all born, you know, come into the world, you know, blanks. I won't say we are complete blanks. They always say that we we born with default settings, and then uh, our settings change as as we as we live um but yeah so we born in this world we don't know anything we don't know what society is we don't know what the rules of engagements are you know we don't even know like where we are and at this point we like literally our own sense of our own universe we mm-hmm. think everything revolves around us and um and we slowly but surely as we grow up we are shaped by our environment we're shaped by our parents we're shaped by events that happen. Um, we're shaped by our school, our peers. And that basically, that culmination of all those years of, uh, of experiences and uh, information that we just, you know, we, because we, basically when we were kids, we just, we're like a sponge, we're just taking in information, any information, we're just taking it in. 
and um, it really, it really, it really determines what kind of people that we become, and it really um, affects the trajectory for majority of our lives. Yeah. Uh, do you want to say? Something? Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so to tie in what Neo is saying to the uh, the picture of the cave, um, the chains. Well, for me, um, the chains can be seen as the as the role that you are given. For example, like should you be born with a certain type of skin color? Like, for example, you are black. That's the first chain. You don't have a choice. Like that's what you are, unless you what you, unless you go bleach yourself or something. But anyway, that's the first chain. The second chain, like the second chain, okay, like let's say, for example, you have a chain on each limb, uh, both your arms, both your legs, maybe even your neck also. Um, the first chain, wherever the chain is, that's your race or your skin color, whatever. The second chain can be the social group that you are born into. Uh, by that, I mean like, whether you're poor or whether you are uh, you're average or whether you are well off or you're born into privilege. Um, oh, so the, it's like socioeconomic status. Yeah. yeah. Um, the third one can be seen as what... Gender. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sex. Gender. Yes. Whatever you guys want to call it. <laughs> people are trigger happy these days yeah um the fourth one can be seen as as what what that specific group that you're born into can can or cannot do in that specific time so so what you can or can't do like for example how like we all know what south africa went through prior uh to what Prior to 1994, Blacks couldn't do this, Whites could do this, and so on and so on and so on. So the other chain, it could be seen as you guys can can or can or cannot do this. You, you guys can or cannot do that. So for me, the chains, the chains, they kind of like tell me what you, you can or can't do as a person in that place that you're born into, in the time that you are currently in and then those symbols on the walls these symbols that are shown to you that is what they show you um they show you or they tell you nail this is that's a flower pot or nail that's a duck that's not a bird or that's a bush not a tree they show you what you can or cannot see. Likewise, uh, they tell you what your life is. Um, and the fact that the people that are sitting against the wall, the wall, chained against the wall, uh, the people that are chained against the wall are sitting in darkness is because the light doesn't show the truth the sunlight doesn't show what's real or what's not real to them so then those guys are sitting in complete darkness because they aren't aware that there's a brighter light outside um that is truth that's my input for now 
Yeah, man, uh, you, you said it beautifully because, like, uh, while you're saying it, I was like, damn, actually, when you were talking about the, 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 the projections on the wall and you linking it with the change, and I was like, actually, that's true. It's like throughout our lives, we've, we've just been seeing projections on the wall and we think it's reality, we think it's real, but in reality, it's, it, it's, it's just an illusion that someone is continuous, an illusion that someone is still uh, carrying with them when they were younger. So think about our parents, like our parents are the way they are because of their parents and their environment. And that shapes us. And it's just a vicious cycle. It just keeps going. Same with us, with the, when we have our kids, the, who we are is, is, is going to shape how our, who our kids are, are basically going to be. Mm. And the funny thing is that, um, is that not many people will like, like take their head out of the sand and look up and see the sun is right there. The sun will always shine on the darkest areas that aren't meant to be seen. Like, for example, just like you said now, um, who you are at the moment will kind of like play a factor into who or what your kids will be like. If you aren't able to question um, things at the moment, you will never question again. Um, that's why you have to practice this. You have to like think and ask questions, critical thinking. Um, not many uh, do it at all, but then those that are fortunate enough to look up and see that they are in the dark, but then up there it's light. Why is that so? For example, I've got a thing, hey, Woolies, um, still natural spring water bottle, whatever this thing is, a water bottle. That's what I've been told, that it's a water bottle. But then this just might be a bathtub, you know? You go into other levels now, bro. We never know. We never know. Yeah, that's, that's, that's true we will never know unless we get different sources of information and compare and then you take what works for you but yeah like you see now back now, to the cave going, yeah where you're going uh there's a video i watched about it and i i don't know if i sent it to you how oh, you must um, send it to me yeah yeah i'll send it to you and then we we, we might need to talk about it um <laughs> In, in another episode because what you say there is like uh is, is is basically like uh you you basically just trust the words of other people and those people trust the words of other people there's mm -hmm. no like uh source that like um truly judges everything uh unbiased and sees it for what it is we just judge things based on uh yeah so basically like if i had to like uh, summarize plato's cave is that we don't see the world for what it is. We see the world for who we are, mm. you know, supposed to see the world as through a window, but instead we see the world through a mirror. So mm. we're basically just looking at our own reflection. And we oh, that's nice. Our, mm. we, yeah, we project our own like insecurities, our traumas, mm. our emotions, whether negative or positive onto mm. the world. So I was even thinking about, because I was thinking about the whole uh, week, about how perspective really changes things for people. And basically that this is all what Plato's cave is, is all perspective, awareness, consciousness. They're all like basically the same family. Mm. And you can have two people who have 
go through the same event, but they react differently and they see things differently. I was I was just thinking of the example of like, let's say you get two people who <coughs> get a, a, a tire puncture, right? Mm-hmm. One person will see it as like, oh, okay, just a tire puncture. Okay, let me fix it. And then, you know, they fix it and they get all gone about the day. Another person will see it like, oh my God, look, I got a tire puncture. I already had a bad week. Why did these bad always keep happening to me? I don't have, I have bad luck, water, water, water. And you'll see that thing happening to them. They think that like there's some supernatural force that is like, uh, like out to get them, not knowing that, hey, you know, maybe it was like a week ago, a truck just passed by with like nails and there's a nail on the road and you just happen to like, you know drive on it you know they don't see it for what it is it's just a tire puncture they will try and like uh link it to their own emotions and to uh what is going on previously mm-hmm. and they'll say oh no i just had a bad day and it's like did you did you really or is it because you just saw it that way mm-hmm. um yeah i just want to finish up saying my two cents on what i see from this yeah, this is fun. I won't like this is so fun. But yeah, um, for the guys in the darkness, the cave, you could also say is because they lack information. If you know something or you learn about something, um, that darkness it disappears. Because remember that darkness is the absence of light. Truth is light. Um light has no bias here so so you are in the darkness because you lack information and there's the problem the problem is information you don't have enough of it you only know so much because what you know is given unto you yeah i think i exhausted my part over there for now Uh, no you you you're on the right path man um with, with, with what you said because uh, I was trying to find something to build on top of uh, what you said and I would I would change the word for for light of light truth yeah the light does represent truth to 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 a certain extent but I also think it also represents knowledge you know because a lot of us are in the dark uh, of, about a lot of things even uh when it comes to who we are as people uh who we are you know what is self uh who is i you know and um as we as we keep on going through the world and we keep going through and experiencing and just and the thing is a lot of people are not aware that there's a lot of like useless information out there information that just it takes up the space and it, your brain is almost like a computer. It can only like focus on so many applications at a time. And when you got on, uh, uh, <laughs> when you got on Candy Crush instead of Wikipedia, you know what I'm saying? You're not gonna be trying to learn more from Wikipedia. You just wanna focus on Candy Crush. So yeah, I I, I think, um, and also with the cave, you'll see that there's a, uh, uh, especially with the with the picture that we 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 saw, um, there's a, there's a fire there, and the fire is what uh, makes the projections possible. And basically, uh, the guy in the video, he explained it as the fire is basically uh, fake enlightenment, right? It 
all it does is it makes these shapes that are just basically cut out uh make it seem as if it's reality and you know like now we like now i'm trading into the whole thing of you know being woke and you know you know the left the right you know politics and like spirituality you know this new age spirituality too and um i won't even say and i hate when people say oh no this new age spirituality and it's like nah it's been there for a while it's only now that we're aware of it that's why we call it new and um yeah you got this whole thing of you know it's supposed to be a beautiful thing where people are waking up they're becoming more aware of themselves they're becoming more aware of the environment becoming more aware of the chains but instead of you know um learning and trying to uh gain as much knowledge and as much truth so they can get the, the whole picture they just take whatever they see and they say no this is reality not knowing that there's a, always a bigger picture there's always always something uh deeper underneath the surface you know it's the, it's the whole iceberg thing you know most people only see the tip of the iceberg not not realizing that underneath the water there's literally like a huge ass like iceberg like still part of the iceberg you're just thinking it's the tip it's like oh, nah it's just the tip you know and then sooner or later you're gonna be like a titanic and you're gonna crash into it and sink because that's what you thought reality was not knowing there's like a whole mountain underneath the the water so especially with the where we are right now where you know i people like using uh this term woke oh i'm woke i'm aware and it's like i see these people the people who do say they woke those are the people who are not woke you know what i'm saying like they still um subject to their own um conditioning they still don't understand why they act a certain way i mean they still like let other people i mean this is what i think when when this is what I think woke is supposed to be, right? Woke is supposed to be, you woke up. It means now you you are able to see things that you never saw before, which is basically awareness. Now you're aware of things that were occurring around you uh, and that had an influence on you that will basically turn you into a puppet on a string kind of, uh, of a thing. And it's supposed to make you be able to see okay from here where where should i go where should i progress it shouldn't like take you from one uh level of programming to another because that's all it is now now you got all the social justice warriors you got the you know the twitter warriors and whatnot and it's kind of sad because you you would think that um you know like talking about things you would actually make a difference and you know like they say talk is cheap talk doesn't do anything a tweet is not going to change the world a tweet is not going to do anything even if a million people did say it's not going to change the actions of people at all actions are the only thing that can change the actions of other people so i feel like uh we we we've fallen I, in in this case i'll say i'll use the fire as you know the fake enlightenment as that you know, in the cave, people will see the fire and be like, oh, okay. So the fire was the one that was making the projections. Okay. And they will think, okay, now nah, nah, I know what, 
what's actually going on this is reality and i think that's where like you get a lot of conspiracy theories you get all these other things and i'm not gonna like say like no you know they're not true or anything just like uh they say you know there's you know there's truths in half truths and there's half truths in truths you know what i'm saying not everything is just completely uh what it is there's always um something deeper beneath the surface the, the whole woke left right chat personally i don't entertain it it serves no purpose um two sides just arguing it's like two dogs barking at each other right non-stop non-stop but you know it's like have you seen like two dogs barking at each other but they don't know what each other look like they just barking mm. over a fence mm. you know so yeah barking words, it, but then when it comes to like coming together and like action like, there's not action like it's not there it doesn't correlate with their words mm. yeah it, it serves no purpose uh for me that's just an attempt to steal your your lose your energy how uh, to take your attention like away from other important things so uh personally it means nothing i couldn't care less yeah because it serves no purpose unless they ask you know to step up and let's act then you'll do something about it but until then it's just like two dogs barking on the other side of the fence and then when they come together it's all quiet you know but then to 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 go back to the um the cave that uh cave the i think the deepest part of it first of all um we will cover topics that we that have helped us to broaden our own perspective um because we didn't get you overnight we had to like you know you have to sit in silence be like what is this you know and then like you have to take it apart let it digest and so on and so on so like all of this uh, and whatever um, topic we we pick, we take out from the blue, that's to broaden your own perspective. Um, should it be of service to you? If not, throw it away and move on. But anyway, back to the, the cave, the innermost, the shapes that those guys in the, why do you call these things? Those hooded, the hooded tires with the, I've got no word oh, for it. You, oh, you mean the, the dudes who are holding up the shapes? Yeah. Um, yeah. They are basically um, using that that fake light. The fake light, the fake light, you can also see it as things like your media and stuff. Um, mm. they, they are using such tools to tell you that nail this is a flower face this is a duck this is a bush and the guys on the guys still chained to the walls there the guys chained against the wall should you look a bit to the left of the guy who 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 has his knee knees in a right angle you will see that the texture of the cave is not as favorable so like you can see that or that can be seen as they found themselves in that situation they weren't as aware into what is no no they weren't as aware as to 
what area they found themselves in or whether that area or situation was by their own doing or not. Yeah, and uh, that's what the whole being chained to the wall represents is like when we're all born, we're all born with a chain to a wall. And a lot of us don't even realize that we have the chains on. A lot of us think we are free. We think, oh, yeah, no, you know, I really know what life's all about. And it's like it's far from it because it's like there's deeper levels of conditioning. Because uh, I even said it in the previous um the previous episode uh where i talked about uh why people act i said um uh, uh people respond basically to their emotions right so they have a thought that thought will will, will, will uh, provoke uh, an emotion or no, not provoke evoke an emotion and then the emotion will will uh lead to an action and that action will lead to a result and then i also said that actually we have to like put something in front of the thought. So it's your programming. Your programming will lead to your thoughts. Your thoughts will lead to your feelings. Your feelings will lead to an action and your action will lead to a result. And basically this is all it is. So if you think about it like this, we're all born at the lowest part of the cave, we chain to a wall. All we see is projection. How do you think that we're gonna act? Are we gonna act based on, uh, uh, in terms of like critical thinking or where we take everything into consideration we look at both sides of the coin no we're going to be biased in almost all of our actions if not majority of our actions we're going to have a bias of of of, of, of um what we choose to do and how we choose to behave so it, truly these people in the cave is is they no one forced them to be there it's is this something it it they just uh it's unfortunate that they were just born in the circumstance of not knowing that they are actually imprisoned and that's why even when you see in the picture you don't see someone like trying to take off the chain or anything because they don't even realize that they have the chains on this is all like we said this is all they know this is their reality this is real life you know these shadows on the on the wall is what is their world and you know, the shadows on the wall can represent a lot of things. And just like she was saying, uh, the fire is like the media and like, you know, government, politicians, and uh, even even like the little micro um, norms that we go through on daily life, you know, like in South Africa as a black man, you know, you have, you, you, you are perceived in a certain way. And in South Africa as a white man, you perceive a certain way white man, white woman, black woman, whatever, as a person, you are perceived mostly according to your appearance and not according to who you are as a person, your values, your principles, your morals, your ethics, because no one sees that, right? You, No one's going to look at you and be like, oh, that guy has a lot of integrity. It's like, you don't know this person. And that's why it's so easy for people to fall prey to being scammed, being lied to, and being brainwashed because there's a lot of charismatic people uh, that was that appeared early on in our lives that uh, made it seem the world is something that is not. And obviously, TV, social media, you know, even cartoons that we grew up with as kids, they all had a part of you know cementing those kind of thoughts and uh, that kind of programming. Because 
all all of all of, like movies and stories and books and comic books and you know mangas animes they all you gotta you gotta see on a deeper level that they all represent uh element of they will always have uh an element of reality in them that uh whether it's the hero struggle of you know uh basically facing your fears and you know having to let go of certain ideas and coming to terms with uh what your your own obligations as a person you know there's, there's different there's different stories and they all have deeper meanings and that's a beautiful thing about you know when you become more aware of these things when you like when you read things like plato's cave and uh when you read more books and you go really in depth on uh like uh why people do certain things um and uh how you can change it and uh, is that you basically every time uh, it's basically like every time you, you you move through each level you basically get like a pair of glasses right and the prescription for these glasses uh make you see the world differently it adds like another layer to the world as another dimension now when you're seeing a movie you're not seeing it for uh, a movie you might see it for what it is trying to represent you know you might even go in depth with that and that's that's a nice thing about it and that's the thing that's the thing with um the plato's cave is um it's all uh levels of perception and you know the lowest level of perception is the is the one where um where majority of people live it's the one where uh where we make irrational decisions actions and behaviors um do you want to add something bro? to touch on that comparison you made now um just like when reading a new book for the for for the first time after you've finished reading that book you see the world or you see what that author was trying to convey through his craft through his book so with that being said like all these experiences what you've what you've seen what you've heard taste touch and smelled they all played a factor into what led you now should you should you take it upon yourself and acknowledge that okay these shapes were held up by someone not by me the shape of a pen was held up and is shown against the wall of the cave the shape of a water bottle was shown up and it displays on the cave so yeah once you notice that then that's where you you start to what preach or get through the first the first phase and to tie this in back to the picture of the first cave is that the first cave that the thing the deepest part of the cave and that is the people that are chained I'm, I'm sure that they can stand up in the picture and like, you know, stand up and stretch and whatnot. But then I'm sure that they don't know that they can turn around and they see that there's a way out. That will lead to the second, the second level or the second phase of the cave, but we'll save that for next week. But yeah, I'm sure that they aren't, to, they aren't aware that there's a way out because all they know is what is being shown in that room or place they find themselves in yeah mm. and uh i was also because it just popped up but i was also saying 
uh, I think also being chained to the wall represents uh, um, like your own mental flexibility. You know, like a lot of people, we are like uh, mentally inflexible. Like we don't, the way we think, we don't move around as much as we think we are. You know, we're moving around in a certain shape, in a certain space. And uh, it's because we change to a wall. It's because we change to our own beliefs. We change to our own ideas. And that's why it's even harder for us to even like stretch our minds to a point where we are able to take ourselves out of our own um, our own biases and our own prejudices and our own conditioning and see what maybe what the other side is trying to say. Because, you know, you have this whole left, right or... Uh, good, bad, or, you know, like, you know, you got this whole thing going on where uh, in the eyes of someone else, uh, they're right, and then the other side is wrong, and then it's also the same on the other side. So it's like, who is wrong? Who's, 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 who's actually right here? Because there's, there's, the, there's actually what is, and both parties are perceiving that same what is differently. Just the same thing as I explained with the tire is that two people see a tire puncture differently and it's all perspective, it's all pro uh, programming. And that's the thing is, um, you know, you would think as with social media and the internet that, you know, people will become more aware and they'll become more open and they'll become more mentally flexible, uh, but it actually makes them more rigid. It makes them more stuck in their ways. And this is like uh, something they talk about when it comes to uh, what people do when, when their ideas are challenged, they call it uh, cognitive dissonance. So basically you, when, someone, when you have clear evidence that uh, goes against what you believe in or what, what, what you think is right, most, instead of most, most people, instead of you know, being like, okay, you know what, you're right. Okay, maybe I should like, go back and review you know, my own beliefs and like what I think about the world and what I think about whatever they were wrong about, they would double down on that, you know, they, that the, on their own ideals and their own beliefs. And they'll be like, you know, no, I get it. But like, you know, that's what you think, but this is actually what, I, you know what I'm saying? So it creates, it's literally, <laughs> it's like you're practicing a mint, like, a, uh, like I want to say you're practicing a mental illness, but like cognitive dissonance is is, is is it's it's not good. Basically, when they lash out when something when something pushes back against what they what they know or what they think they know, yeah. so they lash out. They're trying to defend that whole uh, idea, that whole idea, or that whole like belief that you no. Know, that this is not a duck, this is a yeah. a bird, <laughs> yeah, a bird or pigeon or whatever. This is a bird, bro. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Like they, 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 they parents told them that's a bird. They school told them that's a bird. They, mm. they friends told them that's a bird. So they have all this confirmation bias that's around them that's confirming them, not realizing that the people who are confirming the things are basically the same as you. Mm. <laughs> like you, because like the more the more you read and the more you do like. Um, journaling and like self-introspection and all that stuff you, you start to realize like how little you actually know you know the things that like we know you think are very important it's like it's like it's it's really it's like we really don't know anything 
and that's why like most people will say uh what you actually like the real knowledge you don't get from school you get from outside of school is the knowledge that you are seeking yourself the the that you are going forth and exploring and you know reading and learning and you know contemplating trying to understand what's actually going on and that's where the real knowledge comes from and you know even like it's the real knowledge actually comes from experience so um yeah the experience of other people you know mm-hmm. i would like to to throw a spin on this plato's cave is that this can also be seen as the cave of the mind yeah no it, it, yeah. It, it's essentially what it is because it's not supposed to be like a physical representation yeah it's supposed to be a figurative one mm. so basically that's that's how people that's why i call it that's why that guy the video that i watched he calls it uh or from the book that he learned it from he calls it mental complexities yeah it's not like, uh, physical things it's like mm. a mental so mm. this whole plato cave is all about awareness that's yeah. all it is it's not even about what you know it's about um what do you know what you know and where it comes from mm. and do you know that what you know is affecting your your actions so mm. we basically ultimately want to get to the level where we're able to separate our own emotions fact from, from fiction from from from, from reality mm. you know what i'm saying we don't want emotions to 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 um distort our own realities because that's that's actually what happens a lot for us uh like i was i was i was because I was, I was listening to a video by robert green he was talking about ir- uh, irrationality and he was basically saying that you would think that we humans we evolved with a part of our brain that's separate from other animals that gives us the ability to rationalize that gives us the ability to think outside our own uh, nature our own environment that you think would be more rational people but it's it's like we're not you know we 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 are irrationally rational you know what i'm saying we re- even though we do the act and the exercise of rationalizing we're not being rational within doing that rationalizing you understand what i'm saying because we rationalize based on what we know we don't rationalize based on what is right that's why i say the whole thing of like you don't see the world for what it is you see the world for who you are so it's just a, a reflection so when you when you're trying to rationalize something you basically creating a story right you creating a story like okay this happened because of this 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 is this and within that story there's another story right there's the real story this is actually what's actually going on and uh that's why um uh like like me and my me and my me and my mates were talking and uh it was just this one time that uh we were talking is like everyone literally lives in their own world because like literally everyone is their own center of their own universe everything that happens it is going to affect them everything that happens in the world is going to affect all of us right and uh we we have to realize that there's so many things that are affecting us but at the same time the way we think we close ourselves off from certain things that could open us up so the the problem with the with the with the people in the deepest part of the cave is they it's like a certain event needs to happen that shakes that reality you know that breaks that chain or they have to do it slowly and like 
that really happens where people do it slowly, like where, you know, they have someone guiding them, they have a mentor or something like that. I mean, if, I feel like if people who have mentors in life, they are lucky. And um, that's why um, I don't know who which philosopher it was. I don't know if it was Socrates. He was basically saying that uh, I, find, uh, I find a teacher in every man. You know what I'm saying? Meaning that there's always something to learn from each person. Doesn't matter whether they're rich, successful, whether they're poor, whether whatever they're going through. That there's always something you can learn from from someone. But uh, you, you, no one, no one teaches you that. No one makes you aware of the fact that you know um, you can learn from your own mistakes. Which, you, like, that's like one of the first few things that you need to be learning from school is like learning from your own failures and your own mistakes. But you know the way they 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 um, depict failure in schools is way different than what it is in the real world. You know, just because you make a mistake, no one's gonna be like, okay, you got fifty percent. Okay, good. You know what I'm saying? It's different. There's like this. There's nuance to it. Yeah, and to add my last portion onto this before we close up is that the pictures shown on the walls, uh, what most of the people that were chained up knew or found out is that there's a source of these pictures that we are shown. So they probably uh, went out in search of that source and found out that this, this source favors these people. So they went out in search so they went out in search to find out is to find out if there's a bigger source of light that doesn't serve someone but it serves everybody so what these guys chained chained up against the wall probably haven't thought of maybe they'll think of it at some point is that who is this coming from those those five w's and the what is the five W's and the two H's? I think it was two H's. The who, what, where, when, and why, and how. I forgot the other one, but yeah. I think it was one H. I think it was one H. Okay, it's one H, yeah. Um, but yeah, um, there's a source of those images that you are shown. Uh, find the source, and from there on, you will decide if it is of service to you. If not, find that find the light that serves you or that makes you a better individual that's all i have to say for this one don't know if neo has any... yeah since we're winding down now um yeah um you gotta realize that um it's not it's not all about uh what you know you know what you know is important but it's also how you can use what you know to your advantage right because i say um that like the reality that we create for ourselves although it's influenced by our environment you know how we raise and all you got to understand we are creating it by ourselves even if it is subconsciously we're doing it and um, through your actions through your actions of course Hmm. and you know those actions are obviously motivated by emotions and those motions are evoked by certain thoughts and those thoughts they come from a certain level of programming of of what you know you're just basically taking everything 
you know and you basically uh you 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 basically using it what you know to rationalize everything else and that's the problem is that you know different things need different sources of information and knowledge to rationalize other things but we we use like what we know to rationalize everything and uh i was reading this book uh where they basically saying like the mind is like it's basically like a like a like a file storage right and you basically have a file for every different thing you have a file for money you have a file for relationships you have a file for friendships love jobs success uh religion um you know purpose in life values morals and all that and every time when in the real world those things are uh are pop up basically you will just go into your mind and you'll just take out whatever file and whatever file it is that's what you will use uh to to approach uh whatever situation or whatever event that's going on in real life so um you have to realize that a lot of the things that we know uh might not be right uh, a lot of the things that we know are not what they seem to be uh some of them are based on half truths some of them are just based on outright lies and uh like i was saying like the whole plato's cave is not all about what you know it's all about uh the things that you know and the effects that those things have on you as a person and also the knowing that those things also have an effect on other people and i feel like that's the beautiful thing about this is that it also uh, allows you to uh have a sort of compassion for for people because you understand just like you you were chained to a wall and just because they might be stuck in their ways and they 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 don't want to uh move away from the reality of just seeing pictures on the wall and seeing the world for what it is you have to realize that you were there at some point and that also allows us to sympathize with certain people which is actually it's needed in this world so we need to understand why people do certain things and not because they do it because it's good and evil or it's because they want to you don't realize a lot of people do things uh because it's it's the way they were raised it's all they know man uh yeah that's that's it for me thank you nayo uh, this was a wonderful episode to do uh the next to the next episode will be just as wonderful definitely yeah um yeah thank you guys for tuning in and also to leave this with you is that uh the first step to know or to be in the know knowing um is to admit that you don't know um then step two we'll see that next week <laughs> But yeah, thank you so much. Okay, peace.